All right. Most of us are doing some shopping online for the Christmas holidays, but uh, we know a lot about the delays in delivering products with supply chains. And um, there is a another side of the supply chain, though, that we have to look at. It's the process of returning a product, and it does play a significant role in um, the supply chains. So let's, let's talk about how with Gad Allen, faculty director of Jerome Fisher program in management and technology at the University of Pennsylvania. Do we have any metrics on how often sales result in returns? Yeah. Uh, first, Kelly, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I would say from the things that people buy online, 30% are going to be returned. Um, 50% if it's a pearl. That's an astonishing number, right? I mean, I think like the fact that when we're in such a supply chain crunch, yet a big part of what people are going to buy online is going to be uh, returned. And in fact, a big part of that, and, and we, we think around 25% is never going to be sold afterwards, most likely finding itself in a landfill. Right. This is a, the reverse supply chain. And apparently it is super complicated to retrieve a product from a customer. So it's it's costly, it's inefficient. If that's the case, why are companies still, you know, taking returns back from online sales? It's, it's a great question. And, and I think you have to date it back to uh, Zappos. Uh, I, I know it, it, it's, a, it's by now many people probably don't remember, but when Zappos came, people were very hesitant. Just to remind people, Zappos was a shoe online retailer and, and the change the game when it comes to online shopping because people were very reluctant to buy online, eh, primarily because when, when it comes to apparel and, and shoes, it's not clear it's going to fit. And, and what Zappos said, well, you can return it as, at no cost to you eh, whenever you want. And, and I'll give an example. My studies that people have done have shown that eh, women's shoes sales increased by 50%. Um, 60% said that they, they would not shop in a place that do not offer free returns. And, and I think the, the change that Zappos brought basically required everybody to match it. Everybody had to go back and say, they do that, we can do it as well. And at this point, the ship has sailed. I mean, I think we're, we're not going back to a place mm -hmm. where you can actually say, we're not allowing you to return the product you just bought. Yeah, but we still want companies to be responsible with the products that they are inviting us to return. So what are the challenges when uh, we ask a company to take back something we're unhappy with that we bought online? So uh, I think there are multiple challenges. I'll start by saying that we think about supply chain and supply chain are built primarily in the forward way. So everything is built to make sure that you as a customer has available product on the shelf when you go to buy. A lot of that is about efficiency and a lot of that is scale. When people return these products, actually they return it when they want, right? I mean, some of them will be on, you know, the day after Christmas when they get the gift and they don't want the gift. Some people are going to return maybe a year from now. And now the firm has to ask every stage along the supply chain to push things back for things that they don't see the value in pushing back, right? They don't have a quote on sales. They don't get to see that in their revenue a bracket, they, all of these things are ultimately one of the main concerns that it's really no one wants to do it. The second, of course, there are health concerns and hygiene concerns, right? I mean, like people return things that have been worn for a while. People return things that they used. No one wants to handle that. And, and, and the reality that we are also in an era where fixing things is something sometimes more expensive than mm -hmm. just absolutely and outright throwing them. 
So you get to the point where things get all the way to the end and the firms just said, okay, well, and in fact, there was a, 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 an example in Canada where they bought multiple backpacks, put uh, trackers in them, and out of the 12 uh, backpacks, three found themselves in a landfill. France had the same experiment with thousands of products finding themselves in a landfill. So most of these products are never going to be sold, primarily because it's just too expensive to put them back in a position that they actually can be gained full value on the shelf. Okay, so how do we make sure that they are put back into a position where they can be resold? Do we make a purchaser take it back to a bricks and mortar store? Right, so so you know that's kind of where the Europeans are actually doing a better job, right? I mean, I think France is trying to put it into law that actually firms will have to do that, uh, that you cannot just discard a completely new product that were returned. Um, another way to do that is to actually start requiring firms to be more responsible exactly for that. But the only way to do it is if customers demand that. But at this stage, as consumers, we want things to be on the shelf as fast as we can. We want them mm -hmm. to be in new condition, and we're not willing to bear the consequences of these returns. Yet there was a survey that showed 57% of customers returning an item would still shop from the same merchant if they had to pay shipping costs to make a return. A lot of people uh, do look at that and pay attention when they're shopping online, especially at Christmas. Exactly. So that's, I think, really going to be the way forward. The way forward will be to say, yes, you can return it. But A, we might give you a discount if you're willing not to return it. B, maybe go and, and donate that to your local charity and we'll still give you a refund for that. So mm. trying to reduce the, we've seen already firms do that. And, and the idea here, reduce the footprint of thin, sending things back and forth, reduce the footprint on landfills, give it to the people that actually need, while also having, giving people a, a, having people skin in the game and understand they cannot just shop forever without bearing any consequences for that. I think it's really interesting, and you've pointed this out in so many ways, that you know we focus on the supply chain a lot lately because of the problems that the pandemic has caused and you know the, the roadblocks, but the reverse supply chain is going to be the thing we focus on next when we change the way we shop permanently, which is really, it's on its way. You can't hold back the, uh, the future. It's now. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Gad Alain is faculty director at the Jerome Fisher Program in Management and Technology at the University of Pennsylvania.